Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so they might go and anoint Jesus. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of them to Galilee, that you will see him just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I love the vigil. I love the pageantry and the, the lights and the reading and the baptism. It is such a remarkable, the fire, the remarkable story. Um, so much takes place. We hear so much Scripture. We get the complete story. And so thinking of all the Scripture, I didn't want you all to be disappointed. I've planned about a 45-minute sermon to unpack <laughs> all that we've heard. For those of you all that don't know me, no worries. It's a joke. <laughs> it gives us the full picture, the complete story. The story that begins at the beginning until we arrive here tonight. And it's important to see the big picture sometimes to know that the story is complete. We heard at the beginning in Genesis that there is this spirit that moves over the deep that is a part of all of creation and everything that we encounter in this world is holy and sacred. Everything is God's creation. That spirit that we hear, and that spirit that leads the Israelites out of Egypt just moments later after we acknowledge that everything is of God and everything is sacred, we have people that are suffering, that are in pain, that are under control of, of Pharaoh. They're hurting. And so while we acknowledge that everything is sacred, we have people that need to be reminded that God is with them in their midst. 
And so the story of Exodus takes us to the next place where God is leading God's faithful people, reminding them that God is still with them in the hardest moments of their life. And then we hear that reading in Ezekiel where that spirit once again, it awakens the bones. We have a people that have suffered, but in Ezekiel, even death can't keep God away. God is working to bring new life in the midst of a people. And then in the last passage from the prophet, we hear that God is gathering everyone together. We have God that is with everybody, God that is in the midst of suffering, God that restores life. And there's something about calling the people together in that last passage that we need each other to remind. We need a community to experience that powerful love of God. And then we get the greatest story of all. That there is an empty tomb. That God is willing to journey with us to the depths of pain and suffering and endure all of that on the cross so that we might have life. It is the most remarkable gift. The gift that draws all of us here this evening. Together, we have a story, the Easter story, that says that no matter what you are experiencing, no matter if you feel alone, sad, hurt, destroyed, exhausted, smothered, depressed, anxious, angry, isolated, unsure, jealous, lacking, no matter what your experience is, what your experience of life might be, God has not left you since the beginning of time. God is still with you, gathering you here with others who are searching and using our ordinary lives and the lives of our neighbors and the lives of all of God's children to show us the true meaning of resurrection. The God that was raised from the dead promises us the sum total of our earthly experiences, both good and bad, still Do not define us because God is doing something larger. We are loved, we are redeemed, and we are granted this image and this metaphor and this beautiful, powerful life of life eternal. And so we sing, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The power of Easter grants us the ability to let all of those worries fade away to no longer have dominion over our lives and to find freedom in the life we have been promised. God has drawn the whole world to Him. Even our deepest faults and blemishes and sins or burdens cannot separate us from the love of God. And to be people of the resurrection means we're called into the world to remind people of this truth, to speak this truth, and to live this truth. But this is only most of the story. It became the complete story today when a few moments ago we held Seely and Susan. We held them and we poured water over them and we reminded each of them 
that they are marked as Christ's own and sealed with the Holy Spirit forever. It is the most important day in their lives because we as a congregation have made a promise to remind them that they are loved and a part of God's working in this universe for the rest of their lives. I don't know if you realized what you were getting into when you walked through those doors tonight, making that vow and that promise to these children of God. The Spirit that moved over the earth, creating and helping us to see the whole story about how all of life is teeming with God's creative potential, has moved over these children and reminded us that they are a part of what God is up to in this world. And if the story wasn't complete until they were reminded of that love, we might be encouraged to know that we have a part in telling the next chapter of this story to go out to the children of this earth and to let them know that they are loved, valued, and a sacred part of God's creation. To live this Easter story, we're to go out and invite others into this story to make their story a part of our story. Today, we give thanks for what God has done in Seely and Susan for helping to make our story more complete. May we know that same truth, that what God has done for them, God has done for each of us. And may it carry us into the world to share that love with others. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia.